the Michael Balco Show is proudly sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of the pizza is important and that they have something for everyone. Donato's should be your top spot for game days, just like they are mine. Check out their website at www.donatos.com for more information. Yo, 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 yo. What the hell is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Michael Balco Show. I'm your host. Come on now. You already know. <laughs> it's your boy, Mike Balco. Joining me today is a good friend of mine who loves some NFL football, dabbles in the sports media game. Anthony, introduce yourself to the fans of the show. What's going on? Appreciate you having me on. Uh, my name is Anthony Gulick. Uh, I run a podcast over at the Say It Again Network called Colts Beat. I'm hosted by myself and uh, my boy Rondo Uno, and uh, yeah, I've been in the sports media game for a few a few years now. Uh, just like Mike, I'm also based out of Erie, PA. Uh, big Colts fan. Uh, basically, basically, I do a lot of Colts stuff. I've been with the Say It Again Network for about a year, and then before that, I was with the Brown Network. A lot of you guys know the Brown Network. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, just a little background about myself. Big NFL fan, big sports fan in general, and uh, just happy to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Today, we're going to switch up the episode, the vibes of the episode a little bit. We're not we're not interviewing an athlete today, but we are still doing some sweet stuff. We're going to talk about some surprise teams, uh, all sorts of things around around the NFL. You know, as we just concluded week three, we're going into week four here. So, you know, we're going to hop on, do a little something different, but it's going to be good. It's going to be informative. Me and Anthony both know what the hell we're talking about. At least we, we tried to, you know, so. With that being said, we're just going to hop right into our surprise teams. Anthony, why don't we start with yours, bro? Give me your three surprise teams. So three surprise teams. Uh, first off, I think everybody uh, would think this. I'd say the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, I I thought personally that Darnold was going to, you know, um, look better in the system without Adam Gase. I didn't think it would come this, like his success would come this quick, though. So first I have the Panthers. Uh, second off, I have the Rams. Uh, the Rams. Once again, they're really good. Another situation like Stafford, I I mean, I like uh, Darnold. I think the the uh, the offense was going to be really good. I didn't think it would be this good though. Like um, that showing against Tampa Bay last week, um, even against uh, the Colts in week two, um, they played really really well. And I didn't think the offense would be this good. Um, and then thirdly, I have the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers have a lot of talent. Um, they've had a talented roster the past few years, but I think their issue has just been, you know, they, they just can't catch a lot of breaks. Um, last year, uh, they lost a lot of games within one score. Um, and this year, they're really putting it together. Um, they went into Arrowhead, Arrowhead this past week and took down the Chiefs. And that's something that they've been struggling to do for, you know, the past few years. So um, I think it's... Um, I think it's uh, really, you know, shocking to see, like, their coaching staff really come through. Because Anthony Lenny hasn't been a, a bad coach in the past, but he's been, you know, I guess unlucky, like I said. But uh, Brandon Staley has been really good so far. So um, I got the Chargers there for my last team. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to Mercyhurst. Mercyhurst alum, too, Brandon Staley. How about that? Hey. Really? What? Yes, sir. He used to coach at Mercyhurst. What? He did. Okay. He did. But – uh. But that being said, my surprise teams a little bit different. I do still have the Carolina Panthers on mine. I mean, that's just a given. Three and zero to start the year. Wins over the Jets, the Saints, and the Houston Texans, who are a little bit, 
little bit better than people are giving him credit for a little bit. I mean, they're not huge wins, but Sam Darnold's just slinging that shit. So you got to go with you got to go with the Panthers there. And anytime you're on top of the NFC South, you know you have a better record than the Bucks, the Falcons. Well, I guess we'll we'll throw we'll throw those guys out there. But the Saints and the Bucks, you gotta you gotta be on the list. And then I also threw on the New Orleans Saints. As a Saints fan, I can say I thought we were going to be absolute dog shit through the first three weeks of the season, but we're not completely dog shit. We did get destroyed by the Panthers in week two, but we're back. We're two and one. Um, you know, we're looking pretty solid. I like what we're at. Jabo wins just eating dubs out here. So that's good. You know, we're, we're in a solid standing here. We're second tied for second in the division. So I like where we stand right now. Um, and then my third team was the Las Vegas Raiders. They're off to a three and zero start huge wins every single week against the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins. Three very, very, very good teams that the Raiders are just knocking off on a consistent basis. Um, so with those three surprise teams now under the belt, we're going to go right on into our disappointing teams. Now, disappointing teams are teams that everyone thought were going to be pretty good, at least solid coming into the year. Uh, my boy Anthony knows all about having being a fan of a disappointing team. So we're just going to hop right on into it. Anthony, what's your three disappointing squads? Oh, man. So disappointing. Uh, I'm going to save my guys for last. First off, I got the Chiefs. The Chiefs, you know, they've been making plays here and there. Um, you know, they're – their defense is just as bad as everybody thought they would be. Um, they're still really dangerous. You still have to, you know, game plan for them, but they've been turning the ball over a lot. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been fumbling a lot these past few games. Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's, he's making a lot of plays, like I said, but he's trying to do a little too much. Um, so I think that's costing them there. Uh, another disappointing team. Uh, man, I hate to say this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they've, they've played really, really well. Um, you know, they played well against the Colts in, in week one, and then, um, they just couldn't, couldn't, you know, make a few plays to give them that overtime, uh, win against uh, the Titans there. And then against Minnesota, their defense just got cooked. So, um, Seattle, you know, it sucks to put them there because Russell Wilson, the first three weeks, four or five weeks of the season, he always plays like the MVP of the league, and then he fizzles off. But I hate to put Seattle there, but I'm going to do that. And then a third team is the Colts, as I said. This has been probably, I want to say, the worst Colts football I've seen in probably like five or six years. Like this is like really, really bad. The reason why I'm so disappointed with the Colts right now is because of how many good players we have. Like, I've seen our coaching staff in the past do more with less talent. And it sucks to see now that we actually have good players, like big-name guys on our roster, and we can't really do anything. And there's a lot of, you know, um, scrutiny that Carson Wentz was taking coming into the year, but he's actually been really good the the first few weeks. Um, And then in week three, obviously everybody knows that he came in with the the two ankle sprains. He really shouldn't have played. Like He was an agonizing uh, pain, but he played anyway because he was our best option in quotations, which I don't think it was our best option. I think we should have just sat him. But, you know, he played. He didn't play well in the third game because he was hurt. But it's just a lot of unfortunate stuff. Darius Leonard is still uh, dealing with a – with an ankle injury, he his speed isn't there. Nelson just got hurt with an ankle injury. He's going to be out a couple weeks. Uh, Braden Smith is out of right tackle. He just got paid. He got almost $100 million. 
Um, so he's going to be out. T.Y. Hilton's been out. You know, a bunch of things have been going wrong. The play calling, our defense has been god-awful against the run, which really, for the past three, four years, we've been second in the NFL against the run, and now we're, like, bottom two in the league. We, we went from top two to bottom two in the league and stopping the run, and it's just really sad to see. Um, I think I think that we'll be fine later in the year, but right now it's just – and I mean, we're 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 playing a bunch of tough teams too. So you know, first week we play Seattle, second week the Rams, third week is playing the Tennessee, and then we got Miami this week, and then Baltimore next week. So we're playing five teams in a row with ten wins or more from last season. So um, it's it's not like we're playing these bad teams that we're still sucking, but you know, I think we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. So I mean, the Colts are obviously on my list of disappointing teams as well. But it makes you kind of it makes you kind of question, you know, is this is Frank Reich on the chopping block? I don't like to think so because I mean, obviously he's one of the. I think I I consider him one of the best head coaches in the NFL. I'm being honest with you. I mean, I think he's kind of having to play with what he solid year after year. There are three teams that, I mean, were flirting with playoffs last year, if not made the playoffs. Like the Titans and Seahawks, I think both made the playoffs. The Rams were flirting with it all year. So you lost to three good teams. I don't think it's. Uh, that's why they're on the disappointing list because, yeah. <laughs> you know, like if they would play any other three teams, they'd probably be sitting at two and one, one and one and two, who I'm knows, three and oh, who knows. But it's hard to predict that. My second team I put on my list were the New York Giants. I thought they would be a lot better. A lot of people are probably going to hate me for saying the Giants. I thought they were going to be a lot better. Danny Dimes is having a huge year this year so far on the ground and with his arm. You know, they made some great additions. Kadarius Tony. Uh, you know, Sterling Shepard has been balling out. They just they added a lot to their offense and their defense. And I thought they would at least be two and one or at least one and two at this point. But they're sitting at 0 and three right now. Um, but yeah. And then the Detroit Lions, man, I'm a obviously Dan Campbell came from the New Orleans Saints. So I obviously know him very well. And same with Aaron Glenn. And I thought for sure that they would be able to turn something around and out there in Detroit, man, and I'm kind of pulling for him a little bit. I just loved his his opening press conference where he was just, yeah, we're not taking no shit from anybody. And so far, they have yeah. taken a lot of shit from everybody because they're sitting at 0-3 right now. But moving on, we're not talking about individual teams anymore. We're now going to move on to some personal performances, individual performances, fantasy football studs and duds is what we're going to move into now. Three studs, three duds. Anthony, give me your three fantasy football studs so far through three weeks of the NFL season. Okay, so first I got Cooper Cup. That's a given. Uh, everybody has seen, you know, how good he's doing. And usually um, I like to stay away from Cooper Cup. I've had him in leagues in the past, and he's really off and on. But with Matt Stafford, he's been killing it. So I love to see him up here. Uh, another one, uh, not, not too surprising, I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. You know, he just proves to be that deep threat, um, especially against uh, the Colts in week one. We see that he's not getting a ton of targets, but he's he's making the best of his targets. You know, he's really um, doing doing well with his low volume. Um, and then third, uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. Uh, just like uh, with – he's kind of similar to Joe Mixon to me. You know, he's – his you know, he's, he's, he's good, but then he's not. But then he's good again. But this, he's been really consistent this year. Um, I, against against Detroit uh, last week, he he had I think four touchdowns. He dropped the forty piece, um, which which is really impressive. So I'm going to put Aaron Jones there as uh, as my third one. 
Unfortunately, I traded away Aaron Jones after week one, <laughs> but I did get some great value in return, so it's all good. I put DJ Moore. I'm a proud owner of DJ Moore in both of my fantasy football leagues. Dude's been balling 22 catches, 285, 13 yards per catch, and a tutty. He's easily Sam Darnold's number one target right now. He's getting the majority of the majority of the targets, majority of the catches, so that's nice. Um, my second, obviously, Cooper Cup. There's, they're in no particular order, by the way. At first, I wrote Zach Pascal, and I remembered Cooper Cup just started dominating. So yeah. I had to put Cooper Cup. He's getting more than 10 targets in every single game. He hasn't scored less than 23.8 fantasy points in, in your standard PPR league. So that's insane. Um, and then Derek Carr, he hasn't had less than 21 fantasy points in any game this season. Um, he's got 1203 passing yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions right now for the Raiders. Has the Raiders sitting pretty at three and zero right now? Um, Derek Carr, I'm a proud owner in him in a fantasy league as well. So my teams are doing well to say the least. Um, but yeah, so those are our fantasy football studs. Moving on to the duds now. Who you got, Anthony? All right. So my fantasy football duds. Uh, first off, I got my guy Jonathan Taylor. Uh, this kind of goes back to the, the Colts' argument about not being able to figure it out. Um, you know, the Colts in the past have been uh, a team that runs the ball religiously. And uh, this year we've kind of abandoned the run, which, um, y- you know, it, it proves why Taylor's not really doing too well. He's not really getting that many targets. Um, I mean, uh, targets and carries. And it just, it just sucks to see because uh, Taylor was – in like I feel like on every platform he was a projected like top ten pick in fantasy, and that was because uh, people think that he was going to get the volume that he, you know, rightfully should have, um, and he's really not getting it, which is sucks to see. Uh, so I'm going to put Jonathan Taylor there. Um, second off, I got AJ Brown. Um, AJ Brown hasn't been lighting the world on fire lately. Um, I think it's because of that crowded receiver room. Um, I. You know, he's still a really good player, but he, once again, like Taylor, uh, he's not really getting the targets um, that I thought he would be getting. Um, then third, I have Robert Woods. Uh, Robert Woods is, is another guy with Stafford um, that I thought would be just eating. And he, he'd been doing well, but he's not putting up Cooper Cup uh, type level numbers. I don't think he's had a game over 100 yards receiving yet. So um, I, I got Robert Woods as my third one. Yeah, I, I agree with those as well. I throw my fantasy football duds. I threw in tight end Jonu Smith. His best game was week one um, where he had 9.8 fantasy points, which is solid for a tight end, but it's not it's not what you want to see from a tight end who just got paid this offseason. Um, and his last two games, they've been, they've been god-awful. Um, he's been struggling with drops these past two games, not helping out his rookie quarterback at all. Um, so, yeah, that's obviously not ideal. Um, my second is Robbie Anderson. He had a very solid week one, but he was expected to be a breakout star, reuniting with Sam Darnold at quarterback, who he had in, in New York with the Jets. Um, he hasn't had a he's had point totals of six point eight and one point eight over the past two games. Um, so that's not ideal at all for uh, Mr. Robbie Anderson, who I own in our round one league. So I need to drop him ASAP, Rocky. And wide receiver A.J. Brown, thank God I traded him when I did because I got some studs like Najee Harris in return for him. But A.J. Brown traded him away. He had 14.9 in week one. He was like, all right, that's pretty solid. Um, 
So we all were like, all right, he's going to have a pretty solid year, you know, alongside Julio Jones. It is what it is. Last two weeks, he's got 7.3 and 0.3. Granted, he left last week's game with an injury, but he has not looked great in those past two games. Now we're moving on to our final segment of the show today. Appreciate all y'all for tuning in, loving, showing some love, all that good stuff today. But our award predictions, we're going to go over MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and Rookie of the Year. Anthony, start with your MVP. All right, MVP this year, I'm going to have Matt Stafford. Um, Ooh. Man, Matt Stafford has been killing it lately. Um, and I just think that with this with this continued um, success, I think he, he has to get MVP because, man, against three really good defenses in these past three weeks, he's been lighting it up, so I'm going to give him that. All right, defensive player of the year, no surprise here, I got Aaron Donald. Um, it's not a, a flashy pick, but um, as we've seen, like in week two against the Colts, like we have one of the best offensive lines. He went up against Quentin Nelson a lot, and he was still getting double teamed, and he was still, you know, just absolutely – killing Carson Wentz even after getting double and triple teamed. So uh, after seeing Aaron Donald go off like that, I got to give it to him. Uh, offensive player of the year, I'm going to give that to Cooper Cup as well. Uh, the Rams are on fire right now. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna give that to Cup from uh, all of his success lately. Um, usually, like I said, Cooper Cup slows down at some point, and he has not slowed down. So barring injury, he could, he could have – I'm going to say like 17, 1800 receiving yards if you wanted to this year. Uh, rookie of the year. Uh, well, I'll go with offensive rookie of the year first. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with Najee Harris. Najee Harris has been having a lot of success in Pittsburgh so far, and I don't really see any other offensive rookies really getting the type of volume that he's getting. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. I'm going to give that to Odafe Owe from the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Um, I remember the Colts were looking for a pass rusher in the draft, and a lot of people, you know, said to stay away from this guy because he had zero sacks in college uh, coming out of Penn State. And this guy has been literally killing it against the Chiefs. He had the game-winning force fumble. He's he's been really killing it. He I think he won the AFC Defensive Player of the Week last week. So he's been he's been really killing it, and that's just like a tribute to all the all the critics who said not to draft this guy because of his potential. But you know, if you can develop your young players, power to you. So he's really he's really killing it for the Ravens. Uh, comeback player of the year, I got Sam Darnold. Um, he didn't really come back from an injury or anything, but same you know reason that Ryan Tannehill won it. Um, basically, getting away from Adam Gase, you know, thriving in that situation. I think he's going to do well there. And then coach of the year, I'm going to give that to Brandon Staley. Um, at the success that the Chargers have right now, um, I think that the Chargers, I think that they could win 11 or 12 games this year. Um, obviously, they have the roster to do it, um, but I didn't think it, I didn't think it was going to happen because they have the roster to win 11 or 12 games every year, if you think about it, for the past three, four years. And I thought, you know, um, when, when I was doing my preseason playoff predictions, the Chargers uh, were a team that I always left out. And you know, even even with that high-powered offense and everything like that, I still left them out. But uh, after these past few weeks, I'm going to have to slide them in there, um, especially with the Chiefs losing. Uh, so I'm going to give that to Brandon Staley here. If he keeps this up and the Chargers keep winning, I think that he's got to be a lock for Coach of the Year. Damn, you overachieved. I didn't even pick that many. I just, <laughs> I just did a couple, bro. But anyways, my MVP, we're going Kyler Murray. 
QB from Arizona. You said Matt Stafford. I'm saying a different NFC West quarterback. Kyler's completing 76.5% of his passes on the year, 1,005 passing yards, seven tutties. He's also got 17 carries for 70 yards and three scores as well. I think his versatility is going to give him that edge over Matt Stafford. But I do I do like Stafford as well. I debated a little bit between those two. But I think Kyler Murray just has more weapons. And uh, I think down the stretch, they're probably going to end up having a better record. And Cliff Kingsbury, watch out for that Coach of the Year award too. He's definitely on that radar. I didn't pick a Coach of the Year, but if I had to, I'd probably pick Cliff Kingsbury. Um so, yeah, that's who I got an MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going Miles Garrett, 14 tackles, five and a half sacks, five TFL so far. I know most of them came last week, but that's okay. Chandler Jones is another guy in that mix as well. He's got five sacks. He has two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery. I know he got like five – I think he got all five of those sacks um, the other week. Um, I got my Offensive Player of the Year, Cooper Cup, just like you, Anthony, because, you know – can't pick the MVP as the offensive player of the year. That's stupid. Um, 25 catches, 367 yards, and five scores through three weeks. Absolutely dominating. He's thriving the most from Matt Stafford being in L.A., just like we thought he would. Um, comeback player of the year, I got Dak Prescott. He was my favorite from the start. As soon as he got injured, I was like, he's winning comeback player of the year next year. And so far, he's living up to it. 77 and a half completion percentage. That's Really, really good. That's chasing some Drew Brees records right there. 878 passing yards, six touchdowns, and two interceptions. He's also got Dallas off to a hot 2-1 and one record. Um, he's looking pretty good. He played His only loss was to Tampa Bay, and he was shining in that game as well. So he was looking good. Rookie of the year, proud fantasy owner of Najee Harris here. So I uh, got to show some love to Najee Harris. 40 carries for a buck, 23, 20 catches for 149 and a touchdown. Homie's been getting hella targets in that Pittsburgh backfield. Um, so I got to go with him for rookie of the year. Anthony, my man, thank you so much for hopping on the show today. Where can we find you at and follow you out on social media? All right. So on Twitter, uh, this says on the bottom, it's AG splash underscore. Um, you can follow my podcast page. It's called SIA Colts Beat. And on any other social media, just my name, Anthony Gould. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. That does it for today's episode of the Michael Balco Show. Y'all stay tuned for more episodes in the near future. God bless.